Welcome to Sales Tech Stars Sales Star Podcast. This is where we feature news, tips and insights on B2B sales. Happy to have you here. Today we have Bud McCain, Executive Vice President of Global Sales at Reltio, a SaaS platform that helps deliver enhanced customer experiences joining us. Bud, it's really good to have you here on the Sales Star podcast today. How are you today and how about you tell us a little bit about yourself? We'd love to know a little bit about your time at Reltio, your journey in tech sales so far and of course, given the current challenges, probably given the fact that you and your team are working from home, what is everything like at the moment? So over to you. Thanks for having me today, Paroma. As you said, all of us are adjusting to a new normal and, and making the best of these times during the COVID-19 health crisis and the economic impact and, and other things that it has on us working. For me, as you said, Bud McGann, I'm the Executive Vice President of Sales and Field Operations for Reltio. And I've spent the last 25 plus years selling technology, primarily software, to B2B, B2C, and B2B to C companies spanning almost every industry or vertical that you can think of rather than just a focused approach. In 2003, I transitioned from the typical legacy on-prem perpetual software license type organization to do my first SaaS company, a multi-tenant SaaS. And I've been doing that ever since for the last 17 years. Um, Probably the most interesting during that time was I joined a company called Success Factors. We took that company from $10 million in annual recurring revenue to over a billion. But during that time, we were hit smack in the face with 2008 and the economic downturn, during which time we retrenched and thought about our value proposition and really honed in on, on that and went back to market um, with a much better understanding of the value and telling that story to customers. And I wound up leading teams for about the next five years, growing an average of 75% year over year for some of the largest teams in the company. In January, I joined Reltio in January of 2019. And I, am, I was just super excited by the people, the technology, and the market opportunity we have based on the customer experience market that's that we're in now and it sounds like a very interesting journey and we are going to obviously try and grab some of your tips given that you have gone through one recession and we are currently going through another one in every business especially every tech sales and marketing team is currently struggling through this crisis so we'll get to that in a while but before that given your time and years in tech sales in b2b sales and as you said in b2b b2c b2b2c sales how have you seen the role of the typical salesperson evolve and how have the typical challenges evolved as well and what according to you are some of the biggest challenges that today's tech salesperson or especially enterprise salesperson faces more that the one of yesteryear might not have had to deal with i spend considerable time paroma thinking about the challenges today's enterprise technology salesperson faces and how that role has changed and how they can be more effective i think one of the consistencies for an enterprise salesperson or a couple of the consistencies is they still need to be good storytellers. They still need to be intellectually curious at heart, and they need to have a passion for providing measurable business value to their customers. That hasn't changed and probably has become far more important. What has changed, I think about 
A few industries have long had reoccurring or subscription revenue models, but in the past decade, many transactional oriented businesses have tried to move, everybody's tried to move to that subscription or reoccurring revenue model. And software was one of the first to accomplish that transition going to SaaS. That requires a fundamental shift in the way we think about the customer. It's more of an ongoing value-based sales model which produces relationship and loyalty as a result of delivering that value. Where I think in in the past, you built relationships and out of that relationship came building the value. It's almost flip-flop. It requires, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time, it requires marketers to now market to customers, not just new prospects. Support and services teams and their relationships have co- become far more important. I think we work a lot more in the enterprise space um, going to market with partners far more frequently. The deal complexity has only grown over time and the integration factors that you deal with. Today, both B2B and B2C buyers travel much further down the respective journeys, the buyer's journeys, without interacting with sellers. Often by the time they engage with the sellers, they just want to see a demo or try a product. So I think it's critical that sellers have done their homework before they get on the phone or in front of the buyers. The sellers still need to ask the same qualification discovery type questions. But in doing that, they really need to demonstrate an understanding of the customer, their business and the market that they're in, their competitors, and ultimately the customer's customer. Absolutely. That's very interesting observation and insight. So we'd love to know your specific tips, though, your specific thoughts on selling to Fortune 500 and Fortune 2000 companies. So we do know this in MarTech and sales tech. There are a lot of emerging companies, a lot of new product-based companies, and their core focus or their core goal is to try and have their software consumed by the larger enterprises. So what are some of the biggest strategies or core fundamentals that enable better sales processes here when that is the objective? That's a great question. Some of the fundamentals that enable a a better sales process are being driven by a lot of the transformations that we're seeing in every industry. Reltio is at such an exciting point right now because for the first time, CEOs at Global 2000 companies are the executive sponsors of data initiatives. And data is the foundation for driving those digital transformations. You know, I think about the current low-touch environment we're in and the need for us to be able to understand the infrastructure to reach them, understand how to deliver capabilities and shift our focus to the customer and the demands that they're facing under this time. And I think right now, really getting a picture of very specific use cases, the problems you solve, how that value applies is very critical to them. For instance, Reltio solves fundamental business solves a fundamental business problem. Our cloud native platform can drive connected customer experiences across the entire organization. It's providing tighter interlocks between leaders across functions like sales, marketing, customer service and support, and their digital and data analytics architects and IT counterparts to kind of power those transformations. I'm sure you're familiar with GDPR, and you probably know about CCPA, which was rolled out January 1st in California. 
-hmm. it looks like other states will adopt it. And so also understanding the challenges of delivering our solutions well, understanding how to stay in compliance, get the right people the right information while staying in compliance with the various regulations is critical for us. So I believe, you know, one of the biggest strategies is to enable our teams with really good customer data and really good use case data about what we can deliver to them. Absolutely. So obviously, you know, given given all of these changing trends, these changing fundamentals as well, there are a few core basics that remain the same, but then certain things have changed. We, ha we have been talking about how marketing is more data-driven, sales is more data-driven, and basically everything around is data-driven. It's all about data, for example. So what, according to you, are some of the biggest changing priorities for sales leaders today? How, according to you, is sales tech or maybe MarTech evolving the environment and changing how the C-level in both these teams address their plans and goals today? You know, personally, I started at Relteo a short time before we got a new CMO. And we both saw eye to eye on the importance of the interlock, of constant communication, of having our teams very aligned around this. And the evolving sales tech environment it's evolving super quick. So is the MarTech and customer success tech stacks. It almost feels like they're proliferating with acronyms to the point that I'm looking at a bowl of alphabet soup. And then you throw in everything has ML and AI involved in them, but the solutions are still fragmented and understanding which of these various point solutions to leverage, knowing how to stitch them together can become very complex. So I think for C-level, both C-level sales and marketing executives to accomplish their goals, they need to think about responsive data strategies that improve customer experiences to differentiate our solutions. You know, how does what we're putting in place to support our teams um, not only not add work to them, but how does it enhance that customer's perception or experience with us? Many of us are business buyers and consumer buyers, and we know what turns us off, what makes a terrible customer experience. For instance, uh, being spammed or sellers calling and not knowing you're already a customer or calling and selling us something that we have an open support issue or pending return or, or billing dispute with, or worse, calling the wrong person or someone from a different company and really not understanding that. So I think it's beholden upon us as we look at how we're going to execute against these strategies to really fundamentally provide the systems that give our teams holistic views, make their jobs easier to do, and the data becomes so much more valuable. Yeah, absolutely. So I think this these were some very interesting tips, very, very interesting observations and tips in the entire conversation. And now back to the flavor of the moment. Given the current world situation and the impact of the global pandemic, the impact of COVID-19 on businesses, on economies, how are you seeing global technology, marketing and sales teams adapt? And what have you all been doing at Realtio that you'd like to talk about or maybe share some of the top three things that you would tell teams to do, especially since everyone is struggling through this uncertainty? Well, the first thing we tried to do was to understand and get closer to our customers, many of whom are beleaguered in these circumstances, and trying to understand what 
you know, specifically their struggles are, what their strategies are on it. Are they trying to exit markets, put things on hold? Are they in a cash flow situation? Are they trying to face OPEX? Are they struggling to reach their people? And understand how we can be flexible and responsive to what they're going through and honor that relationship and that partnership. It's our turn to figure out whether that be extending payment terms or adjusting a subscription with somebody to, you know, to pause it or to extend it out the back end and, and shift structures or simply to understand how we can help deliver when their people are remote all over the place. And, you know, we started as a company, Manisha, our founder, has really had this belief that, you know, we all work remotely because Manish wanted to be able to hire the best people and have them work together regardless of where they live. So we've always had a lot of internal tactics and very few people in an office that we've leveraged to both when we're traveling, but also just we were working remotely at home offices. So doing more teleconferences, doing more structured reach out, the types of documents we're sharing and things like that to help facilitate the new environment where we're not face-to-face and it's low touch. I think none of us know what we're going to return to, but I do think we all agree we're, we're not going back to business as usual whenever this current pandemic is over. You know, We may never shake hands with each other in business again. Who knows? We're certainly impacted by not meeting people face-to-face and and having that contact, we're not having dinner, things like that. Everything has changed from the norm. So, you know, we've tried to have, you know, in the past where people would do phone calls, we're trying to do them as video conferences. We're trying to have the video conferences where, you know, people would do them and they don't have their cameras on. Simple things, but some of me don't have your cameras on. Now we have our cameras on every time with a customer. Yet we have other customers who've said, hey, due to the bandwidth constraints we have at home, we can't do video. We have a partner, uh, one of the largest global SIs, who has asked us, don't do any video during these times because we have people that are on low bandwidth and the video just shuts down the phone calls and causes them to disconnect. So we're trying to look at each of our uh, customers and partner situations and adapt to have the most responsive and most interactive relationship we can right now. Absolutely. And uh, that's, that's again, a very interesting point, the bandwidth issue, because all we've been hearing of late is the increase in video conferencing and the increased demand in video conferencing tools and technologies. And that's where Zoom has suddenly become a very popular word everywhere. But not a lot of people have talked about this or thrown or highlighted this particular issue that there could be bandwidth issues and everyone may not be comfortable with the video. So thank you again for this very nice conversation today and thank you for taking the time to participate. But before we wrap up, before we end, and um, we are definitely going to have you back again soon, but before we end, would you like to share any specific remote working or collaboration tips with the audience and then we could call it a day. Absolutely. I think, you know, what I try to remember is to keep a routine, to get up, to exercise, to shower, to make sure that I'm on the phone. You know, it's for a while when you're working from home that much, and I'm somebody who's worked from home most of my career, you can forget to schedule in breaks and take time for that. And we've, we're trying to schedule in break times for people where they're not on the phone. We're scheduling um, 
happy hours, uh, virtual happy hours, or just sessions for people to slow down and see how we're doing with ourselves and our partners to just, okay, take a minute, put all the business issues aside. How are you doing? How's your family? Are you overwhelmed with work? Are you financially okay? Are you emotionally? What are you dealing with? Do you have young kids at home and pets? Do you have college students? Are you home alone because, um, you know, and isolated? And so just taking that time has actually brought back a more human and caring element to what we're doing. And, you know, sometimes just remembering to get up and get on the phone and touch base with people. Great. That's, again, a very nice and interesting and great tip. But thank you so much for your time today. And uh, I hope you have a nice day ahead and stay safe. Given given what's going on around us, it's very crucial. Self-isolate and stay safe and enjoy your time working from home. Thanks for having me, Paroma. Have a great day and stay safe. Looking forward to speaking soon.